I'm Jacob King. I'm Joshua Best. And this is Somebody Somebody Else's Favorite Songs. We're taking a look at the greatest singles of the rock and roll era. 45s that were spun by people on record players from the early 50s on up until their disappearance into the 80s and 90s. These are the 45s that created the rock and roll of the United States. Hello again, and welcome to the second episode of our miniseries, Classic 45s. Very excited to talk about two more classic rock and roll singles from the rock and roll era. And I could not decide what I wanted to do this time. So I literally went to the big drawer that has all of my 45s in it, closed my eyes, and picked one. (laughs) And ended up with one of my absolute favorites. So it was, instead of a grab bag, it was a grab drawer. It was. It was. And this is a song by a Canadian singer-songwriter. And it is by far his biggest hit. It was produced by him along with his two brothers. And was written by his brother. As I said, it's his biggest hit. It falls very, very strong strictly into the yacht rock genre. So you know I love it because you know I love the yacht rock. You could put it in soft rock. You could put it in blue-eyed soul. But wherever you put it, it's great. And I'm talking about I Just Want to Stop by Gino Vanelli.
That's totally yachty, Josh. In every way, uh, I've said before, um, if my if I have to pick my favorite Yacht Rock song, it's probably I Just Want to Stop by Gino Benelli. It's got oh, everything wow. you need. I didn't know you. I'd never heard you say that before. You know, it's one of my one of my very favorites. I found the single that I have here in a record bin for a dollar. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting that. <laughs> Uh, with the picture cover and everything. Ab- absolutely, with the picture sleeve. They don't I'll post, usually, I'll they post don't, that on our Facebook group. They typically don't have those anymore. Like yeah. by the time you get to the 45s, they're either just in a bin thrown in there uh-huh. or, or they have sleeve. the paper sleeve. Yeah. That's pretty cool. This one has the original pictured sleeve. I'll post it on Facebook while it'll be live as we're recording this. So you'll be able to see that. But it's, uh, I. I I can't really think whether I have listened to any other Gino Vanelli songs, but this one is one of my favorites. And as I've already mentioned, it was a number one record in Canada, went to number four in the U.S., and has enjoyed a great resurgence as one of the the, the most common plays on Sirius XM Yacht Rock Radio. Oh, this song totally comes up all the time. Yeah. They get they do tend to get a bit repetitive on Yacht Rock Radio. They they do, and I've, all, it's e- I've it's often either, said it's... It's either this or Minute by Minute or... Um, what a Fool Believes. What a Fool Believes. Something by Kenny Loggins. So, so Yacht Rock, I've always said, is the way you define it is it's either a song by Michael McDonald or a song featuring Michael McDonald or a song that sounds like it should have been done by Michael McDonald. He, he's like 0.1 degrees separation from all the songs they play yeah, he's on Yacht Rock zero Radio. Of, yeah. of Yacht Rock. <laughs> of, of the patient zero of the Yacht Rock epidemic. And though he's not featured on this particular song, um, I'd like him to sing it because he could do it. <laughs> but this is this is just one of my favorites. And I, Gino Benelli, as far as I know, is still performing um, the last I heard. But, you know, what do I want him to do? I want him to sing, I just want to stop. But given the opportunity, I'll Don't go. stop. I'll let him do it. <laughs> so I know he, I know he wants to stop, but we can't let him stop. We can't let him. <laughs> but speaking of Yacht Rock Radio, I actually didn't know that song until Yacht Rock Radio appeared. That's where I learned it for the first time. So uh, it was quite a gift. But the first time it played, I thought, Wait, who is that? Is that George Michael? <laughs> because it really sounds it like does. George Michael. That's true. It didn't occur to me until you just said that, but yep, George Michael. Yeah, it, it, it could easily have been a mid to late 80s release from from him. So, But it's not, of course. It's Gino Vanelli, and that's one of my favorites. Maybe we've given George Michael his next idea for a cover. He's probably not going to be doing any covers. Is he dead? Um, This is Joshua Best coming to you with a special report. It has come to my attention that George Michael has been dead for several years. (laughs) He's quite dead. Oh, I... (laughs) We're not putting that on the show. (laughs) This is future Jacob from Le Studio in the production phase, and I just want to say, I'm so sorry for what you've just heard in the last 30 to 45 seconds. Such a crazy statement I made, not knowing whether it was true or not. Shouldn't have said anything. I'm allowing myself to be made fun of majorly. How cringy was that? Anyway, let's get back to our regularly scheduled programming. 
So that's one of my favorites, and I'm happy to share it with you today. If you didn't know it, I hope you like it as much as I did. And if you've been listening to Yacht Rock, you know it like the back of your hand. So. Surely you do by now. <laughs> I'll I'll go ahead and pass the torch over. Jacob, what do you have for us for your classic 45 this week? Well, this is not an album, or I should say, this is not a single that I own physically on vinyl, but it is one that I have the album. Okay. This is from uh, 1983, a very interesting collaboration between a British musician, a well-known American rhythm guitarist, and a then-unknown guitarist from down in Texas. Josh, where am I going with this? Trying to place it. Uh, David Bowie? Let's dance. And 
Let's Dance by David Bowie. Josh, you got it right. You know, I have tried multiple times to get into Bowie. And As have I. It, I just can't do it. And there that's, are that's songs. That's because he's weird. Yeah, it's it's really strange. He's super but, weird. Now, I like that song. Okay, I'm not going to pretend I don't. I like that, and I like Golden Years, and you know, there's a few others, but I've just I've never been a huge fan. But you know, with with fame, he enters into John Lennon's sphere. Yes. And with this one, that's kind of the first work Stevie Ray Vaughan ever did, which is hard to believe. This is weird. Okay, I want to go back to what you said. Everybody knows that song, Space Oddity. Sure. And his early stuff is just weird, and I've always had a, had trouble. Because David Bowie is always talked about as one of the greats. Uh-huh. But you would think, you know, it would be easy to find something to latch onto in his catalog. I've said this to you before, Josh. I really think that there were times where David Bowie was being weird just because he wanted to just be weird. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, true. maybe that's a total misperception on my part. But when it gets to this, when it comes to this album, I really like this album the whole way through. The sound on this album is new for this time. Yeah, he's changed it. And looking what he was doing, looking back on it, everyone is like, "Well, this is just so commercial," and you know, that turned out to be sort of the sound of the '80s mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. But he has been quoted as saying that you know, when I was doing it. Nobody had ever put together the synthesizers, the horns, and the blues guitar, and the 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 drum, the uh-huh. big drums, and everything. So what year was this? 83. Okay. Released in 83, recorded, yeah, in 82. So uh, I talked about an American rhythm guitarist. I'm talking about Nile Rodgers. Uh-huh. He produced this album. Yes, and his... Talk about somebody who's been on tons of hits. Yes. Now Rogers. You talk about he's mostly well known at the beginning for being part of that group Chic mm-hmm. and having that song called Left Freak. Uh-huh. Which I'm sure if people heard the song, they would they would certainly know it. Yeah. But the strangest part of this song and album is Stevie Ray Vaughan. It is so random. And I'm not even <laughs> sure that his style really fits this record, to be honest with you. Yeah. And it's sort of unsettling to me when we when I listen. It was a while before I knew it was it was Stevie Ray, but then I was like, you know, who does that sound like? The riffs, the yeah. sound of the guitar. Well, it turned out that after John Lennon uh, was killed, um, this really affected David Bowie a lot. So he canceled his tours, and he really he retreated back home to Switzerland. Eventually. Um, he hooked up with Not Rogers to start on this album, and they went to the Montreux Jazz Festival okay. um, there in Switzerland, and that's where they saw Stevie Ray Vaughan in Double Trouble before their first album uh-huh. had even come out. Okay. And so... There's video of Stevie Ray playing at that festival. And he uh, would have been seen by David Bowie at that very at festival. That fe- really? Yes. That's interesting. So he's like, hey, come, come play on my record. So he plays all the lead guitar on this album. He handles lead guitar duties exclusively with Nile Rodgers on rhythm guitar. Wow. And there's other songs on here where you can that you hear more Stevie Ray Vaughan. It's very sparing in this song, mm-hmm. but it's weird. It's weird. But nobody had been doing that before, and David Bowie certainly thought that was the case. Uh, for me, 
this has the sound of the 80s that I really like personally mm-hmm. the horns the the big percussion the new wave the new wave yeah uh, the synths and the 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 guitar with lots of delay on it and all the stuff mm-hmm. I like a lot of the more established um, artists had moved to this sound kind of David Bowie says he started it out I can't see any reason why that would not be the case but if, if he says so, I'll take his word for it. You think when I think about Eric Clapton, Journeyman, it has a lot of the the synthesized type horns and the the really big snare drum sound and all that. It's I totally eighties. I would 80s. have connected because uh, I love Journeyman. That's my yeah. one of my favorite albums. Yeah. It's certainly my favorite Clapton album. I never would have connected that to "Let's Dance" by David Bowie. But you have a point. That's interesting. And also another favorite song of mine by Peter Gabriel, the song. Um, Gosh, why can't I think of Sledgehammer? it? Sledgehammer? Sledgehammer. It's like, uh, it's suddenly, when I read that interview... Show or when I around your fruit Let's not go there. Uh, <laughs> 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 it all fell into place. The The sound that was created on this album, it, it's, it, it sort of starts a tapestry. It kind of connects a bunch of albums from established acts. You know, they're kind of putting their foot into this 80s sound without going, you know, 100% to the top of the pop charts. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's not something that, that Nile Rodgers was just stuck on that particular sound because he continued to adapt. I mean, he he was involved as a producer with Madonna for Like a Virgin, but he also shows up with the B-52s, or with the Vaughn Brothers family style, a record I would like to talk about uh, at some point. He continues to work with David Bowie, but also works with Michael Bolton, and continues even on up to current day working with people like Lady Gaga, Lambert, Lady Gaga, um, uh, Pharrell Williams, uh, there's Christina Aguilera. Uh, He's still... Working. It might be possible to uh, to credit Nile Rodgers with some of this sound here because uh-huh. the demo of this song is apparently uh, David Bowie had a 12-string guitar that only had six strings on it, and he played it on that guitar with only two chords. And Nile, okay. Rodgers, Nile Rodgers heard the song, and he said, okay, you know what, I can take this and make it into a pop song. So And so how, he did. How did they, how did they get this... Um, Basically, what sounds like a twist and shout opening. I don't know. Uh, that's, that's that's just something bizarre. they wanted to do. I mean, hey, let's dance. Twist and shout's the best way to do it, but it sounds just like twist and shout. It does. I think that was meant. I think it was a deliberate callback to that song. Oh well, it it works because that's the first thing I think of when I hear it. What an interesting record. It is, and again, I want to mention Stevie Ray Vaughan. Nobody knows who he is at this point. He gets on David Bowie's album. I'm just not sure how it fits in. I mean, uh, I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. Go check out the album if you're interested. It's a great album and one that I play frequently um, among my collection. Well, I, I had no idea that you even owned any Bowie on vinyl, much less that you played it yeah. um, from time to time. So I'm, I'm, that's really, really cool. Yeah. The surprises never stop. So here we are, our second episode of Classic 45s. I've selected a very yachty Gino Vanelli, and I just want to stop, and Jacob has selected... I have selected Let's Dance by David Bowie. I, those are not the two songs I would have expected in episode number two, and yet here they are. You never know what you're going to get 
with the SEFS guys. But we'll be back again in a couple of weeks with two more singles. Until then, I'm Josh. I'm Jacob. And this is Somebody, somebody else's, else's Favorite, favorite 45s. 45s.